And welcome back to the Wise Gal Podcast. That's the podcast where I, your lovely host and certified wise gal, Nia Anthony, talk about everything under the sun from politics to poetry to whatever the heck this week's episode holds this week. (laughs) Um, First off, I really want to apologize because the more uh, you get into this week's episode, the more we just have issues with sound quality. Um, I mean, like at one point, there's an ambulance in the background. I know the beginning of my producer's corner is very loud and very breathy. I'm sorry. I'm not in my usual space. I know I say that like every single episode, but I've been moving back and forth um, so much. So at the start of the episodes, I was moving from Maryland to Virginia, and then I had to come back, and then I've been back and forth, and now I'm for real, for real in Baltimore. Um, but then I'm going to be moving technically kind of sort of again <laughs> um, in a little bit. So I really apologize. That also is my uh, absence excuse for you guys. My my little absence slip because <laughs> um, I haven't been here in two weeks. Um, so I'm really sorry about that. But it's January 3rd. Happy New Year. Um, it's also Sunday, so at least I'm getting this out on time. Uh, Tanner's back in this episode. I know you guys really enjoy when I have a co-host. Um, so he's going to be here for our second segment and also for the producer's corner uh, because I always like having a male, straight male opinion on your heterosexual relationship problems. Um, I think that it's really good to hear like both sides of the story from someone who's not uh, super... Um, man e in terms of uh, misogynistic opinions and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's my long-winded rambling hello to you, my beautiful listeners. Um, but yeah, again, if you're listening on Spotify, which you totally should be, my listener support is on. So if you want to donate to a college girl that needs it, um, that's on. And you can go ahead and do so, even if it's 30 cents or a dollar. I would greatly appreciate that. And usually in the episodes where I do have a co-host, uh, the whatever donation you guys give automatically goes to me feeding them. So uh, maybe you don't like me, but you love Tanner, then uh, it's going to go to whatever dinner I make for the both of us tonight (laughs) while I force him to sit here and make this episode. Um, So yeah, this week we're talking about gun control in the first segment. I know everyone's favorite topic, but it's going to be short. I'm just expressing my thoughts. Um, And then secondly, we're going to be giving you our top 12 musical theater songs of all time with two honorable mentions and one shout out to our favorite cast album. This was a really hard decision. So uh, stay tuned for that. And also, if you're not a musical theater person, it's fine. You can still ride the wave. You can still come along with us because there are definitely some things in there that you'll like, even if you're not a musical kind of person. Um, and then finally, our producer's corner, our favorite time of the day. Uh, we talk about your questions, comments, concerns, issues, your stories, and I love it because it distracts us from our uh, terribly convoluted <laughs> and messy lives. So. Without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening, and let's hop into the first segment of the seventh episode of the Wise Gal Podcast. Alright guys, um... 
I feel like I start all of my first segments with um, I saw on TikTok or I was reading on Twitter or I found this tweet. <laughs> um, but but in reality, that's like the the face of activism today and people talking about problems that they see in uh, specifically the United States government. I'm not on really like international TikTok. So um, if you guys are international listeners or like you're on international TikTok, send them to me at thewisegodpod at gmail.com email address because I would love to watch them and I would love to give you my thoughts on them because I have them. I've got thoughts and my head i'm just not on that side of tiktok so i don't get like that form of entertainment as much as i get um criticizing united states policy tiktok which i was on i hate Mitch mcconnell tiktok earlier today and that is a wild side of tiktok because y'all are y'all are crazy and y'all are funny and i'm here for it um so <laughs> today i i was um, looking back through some TikToks that I really enjoyed from the past week that were talking about political things. And I scrambled upon one uh, TikTok in particular that was talking about gun control, but more in the sense of we don't actually have the right to bear arms. And I really think that that's important right now. Um, because of the rise in Black Lives Matter movements, we're seeing a rise in people who are, you know, very black and blue and Blue Lives Matter, um, which if anyone has listened to uh, this show at all, you know, that that's not really what I'm about. <laughs> and here, um, I feel like when I was younger, I really loved and respected police officers. My mother was married to a cop for like a, a minute. Uh, and, you know, I never really had any issue with them until this year. Um, so it took me like 18 <laughs> years of my life to really figure out that um, there are some issues with our police system. Um, so I can kind of understand why people are still very pro-police officer because they, when we were younger, were the pillars of our community, right? Um, but I think that now that we're starting to have this argument of gun control and Black Lives Matter movements and recently with Breonna Taylor literally being shot in her sleep, um, I think that people are really starting to realize like, oh, there are some things that just aren't going right. Um, and this tweet in particular was talking about how um, if police officers have the right to shoot you and cuff you and come into your house and shoot you while you're sleeping and all this other stuff, um, and you uh, having a firearm <laughs> doesn't really do anything or you can't use them in that moment because you're interacting with the police or the military or whoever it is, whichever authority figure it is, you don't actually have the right to bear arms because the reason why we have the right to bear arms in the first place, uh, however many years ago the Constitution was written, is because we were literally living in a, in a war state pretty much 24-7. Um, you know, we had just come out of uh, all of our mess with Britain and we were still a little bit in it and, and then directly after that we got into some other scuffles you know the the birth the beginning of America was really messy and had a lot of muskets <laughs> and people in powdered wigs and those people in powdered wigs needed guns to defend themselves from mainly uh, the United States militia because they were just coming into your house and that's why also uh, quartering soldiers is in <laughs> our constitution as well and why they're both so high up you know they're before not owning people as slaves and before women and people of color can vote. So obviously they were kind of important for the time. Um, but I think now, uh, even if we did have go into a militia state or a police state, or we went back into a time where soldiers were the majority and they were coming into your houses and doing whatever to your wife and kids, um, that we would be faced with the argument of we should kind of let them do whatever they want because they're cops. Um, 
And that's the exact opposite of why we have the right to bear arms in the Constitution at first. Um, and I know I'm going to get a lot of people that are conservative who are going to argue with that, but that is a fact. <laughs> um, there are obviously other factors as to why we also have the right to bear arms in our Constitution, but but that is a, a massive contributing factor, um, is that we lived with soldiers constantly just coming in and like doing whatever in whatever cities and whatever towns. Um, and you needed a way to defend yourself. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting because um, we've seen kind of a rise too in people of color in this past year, uh, in 2020 really, um, that are buying more firearms because previously it wasn't really the case, you know, except for in your super rural or, or, or really southern states and in your western states a little bit, you had people of color that were just always armed because that's what you do when you live out there. But you're, you were seeing a rise statistically in people in the north and people in, you know, quote unquote, safer areas or predominantly white areas or even predominantly black areas that people of color, specifically black people, black men and women are arming themselves because they're terrified. Um, but but when it comes down to it, like, are they even going to be able to uh, use their firearms against, you know, if, if they're coming into a run-in with police or even with someone who um, is their next door neighbor, are they even going to be able to defend themselves? Because it seems like the rules change depending on where you are and who you are um, and when it comes to your personal right to bear arms. So that's just something that I was thinking about, something that I had been chewing on <laughs> for a little bit, if you will. Um, I also saw something about how uh, you never see people of color shooting up places, um, specifically schools and houses of worship, and how that kind of has to deal with um, the different ways that we internalize things and the different ways that we harm people and why. Um, and uh, I've read a bunch of studies on this, and I would actually love to, if anyone wants to help me with this, do some kind of thesis on this, because I do think that it's very interesting, um, is that statistically, um, and not even, you know, I, I'm really not super quick to trust statistics because they can be inherently biased, but this has been recorded on both sides of the coin and by scientific and political science and, and independent studies and cases also. So it's pretty um, well-rounded in terms of who is conducting these surveys. You know, it's not just one person sitting there and being like, this is what the data is going to say because I believe this. Um, but you have um, this rise in, in white males really, um, shooting up entire buildings with a certain type of weapon um, really in comparison to people of color who don't necessarily do that. And why do they do that? It's because they are entitled to it. Um, so it comes stems from a sort of arrogance and entitlement and um, uh, privilege, really, is why we have school shootings like that and, and house of worship shootings like that and, and kind of... Um, anything really surrounding guns like the ones that we have seen in Columbine and Parkland and uh, the countless university <laughs> shootings and um, the countless church and mosque shootings and synagogue uh, shooting threats and all of that kind of stuff, um, which is so different than the way that people of color um, commit crimes. So, you know, barring your, your criminal activity in a uh, predominantly neighborhoods that predominantly have people of color because that's a whole issue into itself because there's going to be higher crime because they're policed more and all that crap you guys know that but um just in terms of 
shootings in general. Um, with people of color, specifically Black and Latino neighborhoods, you have people who um, they're shooting other people in lower numbers, but because they wish to belong to a sense of community, um, because they feel like they don't have this entitlement and they don't have this arrogance and they don't really have anything. So you have people that are willing to join gangs and they're willing to just kind of randomly um, gun one specific target down because they feel the need to belong to something and because that's the only way that, you know, in a lot of cases people are um, making money or, or even at the minimum finding community. Um, and this is also the case, you know, if we if we go back to even white people, uh, but white people that were minorities like the Italians and the Irish, um, and why we have the Italian and the Irish mob, this the the framework looks very similar to what we have in predominantly Black and Latino neighborhoods. Is we have that same gang mentality, and the only reason why we're killing each other in those situations, not necessarily more or less than white people killing each other, um, but. Th- but the reasons are different. Um, so that is is very interesting <laughs> to me. And again, I know I'm going to have people that disagree with that too, but I've done my research and I highly suggest that you do yours because, I mean, I'm not just talking about this to kind of single out angry white people, but I'm also talking about this because I think that it also shows the disparities um, and the priorities and, and it is a reflection of our country and kind of um, racism in a systematic way in itself is how we commit crimes and why we commit crimes. Um, because a lot of the time you see these white male shooters who are committing crimes because they want the infamy, which is why you will never hear me name shooters um because i think that that's what they want they want us to talk about them and and they want us to um idolize them really and so other kids will idolize them too if they feel alone or anything like that and i don't want that i don't want to inspire another school shooting um but but it's different the reason why we do it is different um which i think is really uh, interesting <laughs> and it's coming from somewhere and it's coming from somewhere that we should probably be like paying attention to um and with that um the way that we paint people is so different um you know if in in the most recent Parkland shooting um a few years ago we had uh the boys that did it uh, we immediately looked into um yeah this is a tragedy it's awful children literally kids you know i was in high school when the shooting happened so there were people my age that looked like me that died um and that's terrifying and we talked about how terrifying that was but when talking about the perpetrators we looked into their mental health and why um we immediately found out that oh maybe they were the loners of the group and maybe they just were misunderstood and maybe their parents didn't hug them enough and all this other stuff um but when you see black and brown men and women doing uh, awful things in their own communities too um we are just automatically going to paint them as a criminal uh so i think if we're going to say uh when white male shooters go and shoot up a house of worship or a school that they were struggling mentally, I think that that's fair. You know, if any day you wake up and you decide to kill someone, probably you're not mentally okay, right? But unless it's, you know, like a revenge crime thing or, or whatever is happening. Um, but a lot of the time they're not okay. Um, but why don't we extend that same luxury to people that are uh, in terrorist threats or that are um, neighborhood shooters or that are gang shooters? Uh, why don't we also say that they're mentally ill? Because obviously the situation uh, in that right is kind of the same. They woke up one day and decided to kill someone. Um, whatever the reason, you have to be a little bit sick in the head to do that. Um, but with 
white male shooters generally, we are uh, almost sympathetic. <laughs> um, but when something happens uh, and it's a terrorist threat or anything like that, we uh, label not only that person, but the people as a whole that perpetrated it as the enemy. Um, when in reality, they are both forms of terrorism. Just one is domestic and one is um, from abroad. So I think that we need to repaint the way that we're talking about um, travesties that are happening and realize that they're stemming from these issues because we can nip a lot of these things in the bud, right? There are devolutions to becoming a killer. Um, usually you have some form of traumatic thing happen and then you have petty crimes or you have a couple of salts under your belt or you have a couple of disorderly conducts under your belt and then boom, you're a serial killer. Um, that doesn't always happen, but that's very, very, very common. So if we can nip it in the bud when kids are juveniles and they're already exhibiting these um, issues, whether they are uh, white or not, um, then I think that we would eventually stop <laughs> this, the things that are happening. And with that also comes gun control. Um, I don't understand why it's so easy to buy assault weapons, why it's so easy to buy bump stocks, because and why it's so easy to get approved for firearms. It's a three-day waiting period, and in a lot of states, you're allowed to take it home in that three-day waiting period, which defeats the whole purpose of you having the background check, but whatever. Um, and uh, the background check is not super in-depth, and it doesn't cover your personal vendettas or your implicit biases or your microaggressions or who you're planning to shoot. Um and so I think that if we if we kind of, one, limited the amount of access we have, and if we put people on lists for guns like we do with Sudafed, you know, if, you, if you're buying an AK-47, I'm putting you on a list because there's no reason that you need to have it. Even if it is hard to track down those people, we have the resources to do it, right? Because there are people out there with assault weapons. Um and that are pretty obvious about it, that are not in the military or that are not a part of the police forces or anything like that. Um and I'm also not talking about people that are just seasoned hunters that have hunting rifles because that's a whole different story. And I think that is um, a sport and, and a reality, the spirit of a lot of people's uh, livelihoods. Um, so it's not about that. It's just about how many killing machines are we allowed to have in one household because maybe not. it's not school shooting and maybe it's not just a person-to-person -person shooting, but so many children uh, open guns, gun safes every single year and kill themselves on accident or on purpose. So... I think just limiting that accessibility because it's so much harder. It's harder for to buy a car. It's harder to register to vote. <laughs> it's harder to run for public office. It's harder to rent a house, to buy a house, to admit yourself into a psych ward, to do any of that stuff. Um, or, or it's the same timeline. And I think that's a little bit ridiculous because you're buying something that can literally kill another person. Um, and we're giving them away very easily and you would think that people want to stop that from happening especially after i mean i don't know how we ever got to a point where literal children were dying with sandy hook i mean five six-year-olds um and we still looked at that and said that's terrifying but i'm gonna keep my guns <laughs> um uh, so your priorities seem to be in the wrong places <laughs> but um yeah i just i uh, I just want us to do better when it comes to regulations. And in my experience, I mean, I know a lot of gun owners and I know a lot of hunters specifically um, that like guns and that have guns, but that are very pro-gun control because they deal with the crazy people all the time. Um, it always seems to be the person that is 
has the least amount or that bought their wife one of those like pink pistols that you can buy from Walmart or or that doesn't even own guns that is the most vocal about us being able to buy and have whatever we want because it's in the constitution um those are always the loudest people and I think that we should listen to actual gun owners and and the community members because um I can understand wanting to buy a gun to you know if I had kids I'd probably really revisit the idea because I know that there are lunatics out there um and I know that you know I don't really care about me whatever you know whatever happens to me whatever but if I was married with a child or with multiple children I understand wanting to protect your home I get it I really do um and I'm not anti-gun in that sense but I don't understand why we need so many in order to do that. Um, and also there comes the idea of <laughs> um, we wouldn't need them if other people didn't have them, right? And I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where other people don't have them. I think we're kind of past, you know, going back on, on having guns in our homes. But I just, I think uh, the argument of it's not people or whatever it's the guns or it's not guns that kill people it's the people i think that's stupid because it takes a person to pull the trigger it's not an accidental sinkhole in your house it's someone willingly pulling the trigger on another person or on themselves or, or whatever um so i don't know i just like i said i really want us to do better um <laughs> if anyone has um thoughts on this i would love to chat about it because it's been something that's really been on my mind lately and i think that there are so many um like precursors to having this conversation so um yeah i would love it if you guys can send me something um again if you want to send me comments not even things that end up in the producer's corner you can always send them to the wisegalpod at gmail.com email address or you can send them to uh my personal or not my personal email but my personal instagram um the nia.yaz instagram if you have like a super personal question or the Wise God Pod Instagram, uh, if it's more general, or you, you know, want to be on the episode or whatever. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, depressing topic aside, let's move into the next segment of this episode. All right, guys, moving into our second segment. Um, the other day, I was going through like cooking, and I like to listen to show tunes while I cook all the um, time. Yeah, pretty much all the time. <laughs> Um, but for like new listeners or people that don't know me very well, I am a performer. I'm a theater kid. Um, I've done theater for a very long time. And so I've racked up a very long list, um, Quite the list. in my theater playlist. Um, so today we're going to go through, um, our, some of our favorite songs and, uh, shows in general. Um, if you're like not really a th- musical theater person, Too I bad. S- well, yeah, also maybe this isn't the segment for you. I promise <laughs> it's going to be quicker than the other two, but also, um, I think that you should give it a try, um, because it's 2021 and you should do new things <laughs> like listen yep. to very dramatic or sad or comedic show tunes because it's good for you and it will change your mood. I maybe for the worse, but it will definitely change your mood one way or the other. <laughs> um, so to start, actually, let's do it reverse, and we'll start with our favorite our songs. Yeah. Okay. So we have twelve um, favorite songs of all time, in no particular order, because it was hard to narrow it down to twelve yeah. um, <laughs> as is. And technically, we have fourteen because we have two honorable mentions after that. So um, yeah. So we're gonna do it in no real discernible order. They're all from different shows. Um, they're all for different speeds and different uh, musical theater. Type. so if you're like a classical we don't have that many actually yeah. like olds 
A lot of our musicals are contemporary, (laughs) to be honest. Um, But the sounds are very different. Like we have some rock musicals, some pop musicals, some some Lin-Man, whatever his (laughs) writing falls under. Just listen to them all. You'll find something. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely find something you like. Um, Do it. So my first one is going to be The Last Supper from Jesus Christ Superstar. I... This is one of those shows where I can listen to pretty much every single song. Um, it's definitely better live, I will say. Um, yeah, there's just some. There's some. There's so many different recordings, and some of them are like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the original cast recording. I'm not a s- ridiculous fan of. Yeah, not really. The first one, the very first yeah. one that came out. I like the one with uh, with Ian Gillen as Jesus. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I don't Deep like. Purple Jesus. Um, I don't like whoever played Mary Magdalene in that version, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not very good. But everyone else, all the men in that show were actually really good, that cast recording. And that's on pretty much every single streaming service. So, yeah, the last we'll listen to it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with um, What Is It About Her from Wild Party. Uh, there are two versions of this musical. This is the Lipa version. Um, I remember playing this tune. It's got real sultry guitar line in it. And it's very dramatic. It starts out, it's one of those like quiet songs, then a huge, like, you know, finish or chorus or whatever. Um, yeah, it's really intense. It's emotional. Um, and one of my favorite uh, actors, singers, Brian Darcy James. Yes, that. I do love Brian Darcy James has also been in like everything. He's been in so many he's things, been man. So many He's been in so, he, I have other shows With literally him. right now that he's in. Yeah. Um, all right. My next one is uh, Your Daddy's Son from ragtime it's really emotional it's one of those i would love to play mary magdalene jesus christ superstar i would also love to play sarah in uh ragtime because it's just if you are a black woman or um a jewish person or a woman in general i think it's really woman centric show um or you're a minority in any way i highly recommend listening to that show because it's um about the coming of America, but we still deal with these issues, especially if you're a black woman though, or if you're a person that loves black women, I think that you should listen to the show because it will change you <laughs> and it'll make you more woke or whatever. <laughs> My grandma recently asked what woke meant. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go comfort and joy from bad boy. Um, I don't know. This is one of those weird, um, like rock musicals that have like a really kind of stupid premise, um, but are still really good. I have another one coming up later, so you, you'll know. But uh, yeah, bad point. Yeah, listen to the the, the whole thing's pretty good, but uh, Comfort and Joy is is, is tight. Um, my next one is also something that's like kind of in relation to my last one. I'm here from the color purple. It's the only actual song that I like from the color purple. Um, then I only listen to the Cynthia Revo version because she's amazing. Um, her vocals are incredible and her activism is also incredible. Um, but yeah, that's a great song. It makes me cry pretty much every single time. Mm. Um, and it's at kind of like the, when she's realizing that she is actually kind of a bad bitch. And we love that about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say I am the one from next to normal. It's uh, sad. But it's like a rock instrumentation, but it's sad. Um, listen to it and cry. Um, my next one, after kind of trashing Lynn Mimel Miranda, is actually one of his songs, 96,000 mm-hmm. from In the Heights. I love it. It's my favorite um, rap song, really, that he's ever written for a musical. I know that's saying a lot because we have Hamilton and the rest of In the Heights, but 96,000 yeah. is very good. All of the verses are good and they're very specific to. Um, 
each of the characters and you can tell thematically how he took basically in the heights and used it for hamilton because it's the same stuff uh there's life outside your apartment from avenue q um it's funny and it's puppets yeah that funny show funny puppets that whole show would be canceled if it was made today I no think. for sure it wouldn't be made today yeah um, i think people would be very but listen to it it's hilarious it is very just going with an open mind don't take it too seriously again it's puppets it's puppets but they're talking about they're talking about things. they're talking about some yeah there's some, <laughs> there's some serious shit going on but it's puppets yeah. you know take your kids don't take your kids. don't take your kids <laughs> please don't take your kids um my next one is very sad it's the i love you song from the 20th continual Cotton county spelling bee i choreographed the show and also md'd the show and it's not fun but i've sang this song <laughs> not my own md version of it but i've sang the song and it's great it's beautiful it's very heartbreaking um but yeah it's it's also very contrast to the rest of the show because the rest of the show is pretty nice. poppy for the most part um i have a jesus christ superstar song and it's gethsemane um and it's really good and you should listen to it it's yeah. jesus singing yeah. he's singing to you serenading it's jesus do you ever want to hear jesus sing it's a very intense yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not everybody can sing it. That's how you know if you're a good singer is yeah. if you can hit sing it and hit all of the notes in it. it and it's song. also a very long song. So <laughs> by the time you make it to the end, you're like, geez. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's Garden of Gethsemane, so it's you know, that's a rough time for Jesus. Yeah. Some stuff happens. <laughs> um, my next one is No One Mourns the Wicked from Wicked. It's the best song in Wicked. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. People are gonna yell at me about that, but I don't care. It is the best. It's the best live. I'll give I'll give True. people that it's the best live. It's the opener, um, and it's it's wonderful. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, a musical from something around. Um, it's also uh, Brian Darcy James. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I got more Brian Darcy James coming down the coming down the pipe. Um, it's good. It's great. It's a. Uh, I don't have much to say other than it's like a combination of musical stuff and little. It makes know, fun of music cameos, making fun of them. Yeah, calling you know, it has call this, outs, quotes from other things. It and, has the same energy of "You Won't Succeed" from uh, Spam a Lot. If you've ever listened to that song, it's the same thing where they're making fun of yeah. musicals, and it's great. Um, and there's a bunch of like cameo things that you'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is "All That's Known" from Spring Awakening because it's good and it's will piss off your grandparents a little bit. It's we one love of, pissing off. Yeah, parents. it's one of those where it's not super <laughs> raunchy, but it's definitely like we hate authority figures and s- the school systems and yeah. people over the age of 35. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going uh, Spooky Mormon Hell Dream, which will also piss off some people. Yes. Um, it's hilarious. That show is pissed the off show a is, lot of <laughs> The show is just funny, man. And this, this song is hilarious. And watching the actual actors do their stuff. And sing the song is also hilarious. But um, yeah, just listen to it. It's funny. It is funny. Um, I My next one is Too Late to Turn Back Now from Bonnie and Clyde. I love Bonnie and Clyde. It should have stayed on Broadway longer. It deserved better. It was very good. I love Jeremy Jordan and Laura Osnes together, not mm-hmm. necessarily separately as people. Mm-hmm. I know people are like, stands for Jeremy Jordan. He's just not my, he doesn't do it for me. But I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love the song. It's great. Um, and that musical is great. And I would love to play Bonnie if it was still, if people had the rights to that show, but they don't. So that's probably never going to happen. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going with Heather's, uh, Meant to Be Yours from Heather's. Um, it's where JD blows himself up in the school. So 
you know it's going to be intense. Yeah, I love That's basically it. So many songs from Heathers. It is a really good... And it's a very bandwagon show, but... Yeah, it's just a good time. It's good good rock. But awful music. content, again, where it's really talking about... It. It's a very comedic, but very dramatic, hyperbolic commentary about high school. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's great. Yeah, I mean, Heathers already was that, and this is like... Yeah. That's, so, that's so, take the movie yeah. and really ramp So up. the musical is a little bit worse. Well, not really. I guess it's kind of the same, but... Yeah. Um, okay, my next one is At the Ballet from A Chorus Line. It's very sad, um, but if, you've, if you're a female and you grew up in the ballet community this song is for you because it's <laughs> depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going with changing my major from fun home. It's sad. It's about, um, Alison Bechdel. It's about her, like discovering her sexuality. Essentially the song is, I mean, the whole musical is kind of about that too, but, um, sorry, <laughs> this, but the song, uh, dives into that and it's great. It's sad, but it's great. Um, my next one is When You're Good to Mama from Chicago. Another one of those bandwagon musicals. Everyone's seen it. I've done it. I played two characters in it. Um, but I, and surprisingly not Mama, but I would love to play her if anyone's listening to this and producing yeah. Chicago. Hit us up because I would love to play Mama. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, I think it's it, it encapsulates the musical very well, just yeah. in that one number where it's very like... Uh, seductive but also a little bit ridiculous yeah. um, and it's got that 20s jazzy vibe about it i really love it um blood in the water blood from legally blonde uh i don't have much to say about the show it's really good you're going to talk about it later yeah um it's really good just we listen to we it really stand legally blonde in this house. yeah it's super good um uh, my next one is They Don't Know from Thoroughly Modern Millie. It's one of the least popular Thoroughly Modern Millie songs, but it's about the, the side plot of Millie is a Chinese is a white woman pretending to be Chinese so she can sell chorus girls into white slavery. And mm-hmm. the whole song is when she's talking about it. Um, and it's hilarious. Again, it's again, if it was produced today, they'd probably end up cutting that part out, but it's yeah. really funny. Um, and when we did the show, we actually, we had, two white kids playing Chinese people. And that was problematic, but <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, it's a good show. Nice. Um, yeah, this is my second stupid rock musical, uh, Reefer Madness from Reefer Madness. Uh, again, just watch it. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. Um, it's funny. It's short. It's got good tunes. It's about pot. There you go. That's all you need to know. Um, all right, mine that is ridiculous in premise but not actually is the cop song from you're in town if you don't know you're in town you should because it's very um it's one of those shows that always is going to connect with what's happening in the world if you're an american because we live in a capitalistic society um but yeah it's it's about urine (laughs) i've done the show it's it's great it's really fun show to do um but the social commentary in it is is great it's also super hyperbolic but it's true um (laughs) but the cop song is a really good song um if you're like into speaking through a lot of the song that you're doing (laughs) (laughs) it's good i saw the musical in a very hot church in baltimore why did I say Baltimore like that (laughs) and and i saw that in a super sweaty hot church in like july in baltimore and it was brutal i feel like that, uh, adds, I love the show. that adds to the context of the show oh, though did. because you can't it shower and it did i had a fan right next to me it was great um <laughs> wow i just lost my place 
And uh, oh, it's I don't even need to look at this. That's why uh, I'm going with Sending the Clowns um, from Little Night Music. Um, I could have picked five to ten Sondheim songs because I'm a stan. I love Sondheim. He's really wordy. So some people hate that. So, so very wordy. Yeah, some people really hate that. If you ever like, sang a song on song, you kind of hate him. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. But. Um, it, just, it's, it's, it's great. That whole musical <laughs> I really like. But this song is good. It's, it's classic. Your parents probably like it. I was about to say it's it's definitely if you're if you're an older audience then they definitely enjoy it. yeah uh, Sondheim in general I think because Sondheim's been yeah been, he I mean he writes great tunes but yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. you know lyrically yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh my god um all right my last one is the prologue from uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet um I don't like the rest of the musical I don't like the rest of the songs in that musical but yeah. I love the prologue of the song um because I think it's really like chaotic and I love that uh, they took Simmons actual inspiration from russia so there's like the accordion in there and they like countdown in russia and it's great um, yeah and like i like that they introduce all the characters in a very matter of fact way nice. um my last one is gonna be uh this is you i have never said this one to you before this is a uh, wig in a box from hedvig and the angry itch um i forget that, that musical is a thing uh, well because it reminds me of neil patrick harris and i don't like that yeah the the neil patrick harris version is fine but the, listen to the other cast recording of that yeah um and this i don't know it's a good it's a good old tune a little punk rock it at the is, end yeah. a little ballad at the beginning a little it's it's kind of all over the place it is. <laughs> just like the musical <laughs> i don't yeah i was gonna say i don't love the musical no, neither I do, do i but like uh, the, the tune the tune's really good yeah i'm not i also wasn't crapping on neil patrick Harris. i actually really love him but i just don't like him in that role, in that role. <laughs> yeah um but yeah, and then let's go into our two songs that are honorable mentions that didn't make it onto the list, but we still really enjoy. Um, my first one is Till We Reach the Day from Ragtime. It's very sad. <laughs> it's yeah. the part where after Sarah is killed by the police officers, so obviously it's really, you know, telling. Spoiler alert. Yeah, if, sorry if you haven't seen the musical. <laughs> <laughs> There's other stuff that happens, so don't just That's count true. on that. That's true. That's true. Um, are you going with your next one, or are we alternating? Um, I'll go with my next one. Okay, my next one. Well is the smartphone hour um from be more chill it's a very fun show people don't like it but i love it it's very telling it's good commentary on high school um and like the need to fit in and stuff but this specifically talks about how we like to gossip about yeah. things that really did not happen <laughs> yep. so um it's also really chaotic and there's a lot of good vocal things happening and both of the be more chill soundtracks are very good to listen to so just putting that out there yeah do it um my two well I'll start with one, I guess. I don't know why I'm interested here. The first one is I'd Rather Be Me from Mean Girls. Um, mean it's Girls is cool. My least favorite Mean Girls. Um, well, it's fine. I really like Barrett Wilbur-Reed. She also is uh, from Heather's, uh, Veronica and Heather's. Um, she's got a great voice. It's a great song. Um, yeah, that's it. There's not much I'll say about that song. It's good. Um, my second one um, is a, I don't know. Not well known. Uh, it's 15 minutes from Pop Who Shot Andy Warhol. It's a really new musical. By really new, I mean 2009. It's not, it's not that new, but it's new enough. It's, it's new enough. It's in the category of contemporary. So yeah, call it. yeah. It's I, I think I call it new just because it's unknown for the most part. There haven't been really any big productions of it. It was written and performed in Pittsburgh, and that was kind of like it. Um, so you're not going to really be able to listen to this tune, uh, but it's uh, it's great. It's Andy Warhol singing it. It's awesome. Right. Not actually it's, Andy Warhol. It's Andy It's Warhol not Andy Warhol singing, singing in 2009. It, it is not actually him. Uh, <laughs> um, 
All right, then finally our big um all-encompassing the cast album yes drum roll um <laughs> mine i struggled with picking because i could have picked so many um not really from like a five but mine is going to be legally blonde um because it's such a fun show and i listen to a lot of serious musicals and sometimes you just need to not <laughs> um but i love that whole show i love Elwood's woods as a whole but um i really i really just like and I've loved doing that show. I'm sorry if you can hear the stupid person who is dying in the background. Yeah. <laughs> if you can hear the ambulance. We live by a hospital. Yeah, like right next to a hospital. Yeah, so. like a block from the hospital, <laughs> which is great for us. Yeah. Because if we, ever, we um... just always hurt ourselves. But um, <laughs> but uh, now it's my turn? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going with Spring Awakening. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, yeah. to listen to, to play, to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a production of that show. It's one of the best times I've ever had. Um, and really fun music. Um, you can listen to those tunes, some of them, not all of them, but some of those tunes and be like, oh, this is a cool song. And just think it's a tune, not like a show tune. Um, but they're heavy. Pretty oh, yeah. much every single song, even the happy, the upbeat ones are, are, are kind of depressing. Are very depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of right. teen angsty if you want to boil it down to something kind of like that but it's, yeah. it's so much it's it's more than that i would also that's one show that i would put a massive trigger warning in front of for so many reasons because yeah have, there's, there's some sexual assault and, and yeah and abortions and, and yeah there's a yeah sexual yeah yeah you think spring awakening oh it's about finding yourself let me take my like kid don't do don't that. do that yeah don't even take your really teenager really also don't <laughs> take your grandparents yeah um, yeah because that's a time yeah. i know a girl that did the show and she played venla and she her grandparents came to see it and Ooh, that's not the, good spoiler alert venla gets either in some versions it's just sex and other versions she gets raped yeah. but her grandparents were there to watch her have the sex scene on stage and it was traumatizing for everyone involved yeah. so i just <laughs> really recommend um yeah. choosing your partners wisely when you uh go to see that show if you yeah. can see it but it's very widely produced so i'm sure you can find it somewhere because <laughs> yeah. everybody's doing it also don't see it if it's like a high school version of it because i feel like that's always going to be weird very weird it's uncomfortable <laughs> make sure everyone in the production is like above the age of 18 if they're playing the main characters at least um because <laughs> it will make you very uncomfortable if they're not um but yeah, so that's our all-encompassing list. We'll, we will do another genre probably in the next episode that Tanner's in. Um, so send us your requests. Heck we yeah. listen to pretty much everything. So <laughs> Yeah, we are lovers of music. Yeah, so just just give us another genre to review or to give us our top 10s or top 12s. Uh, classical music. We'll do. Yeah, honestly, do classical. There's not going to be, be that many people. That yeah, no that. one's going to want to hear classical music. But I have, some, I have some hot takes. Oh, so do I. Oh, it's going to be a lot of co- like symphony covers of things that already exist but anyway um (laughs) that is it for this segment um without further ado let's jump into our favorite segment of the show the producer's corner okay guys we're moving into my favorite time of the day which is producer's corner which is what you guys it's the best it's really fun for us i don't think you guys understand how much serotonin (laughs) it gives the both of us to listen to your problems (laughs) 
get to dissociate for like 20 minutes. Right, yeah. So um, uh, for first-time listeners, this is part of the show where you guys send me your questions, comments, concerns, stories, life problems, uh, you know, rants <laughs> to the Wise Girl Pod email address, which is wisegirlpod at gmail.com or to the Wise Girl Pod Instagram. And we pick them and we read them and we give you guys our advice. And a lot of the time, we also just rant with you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's our, it's, yeah, it's a really fun time. It's also fun for other listeners because everyone can just weigh in on your issues but as always uh your questions comments concerns and stories remain anonymous because i know that people are in your business and i don't want that for you so if you want to call out someone that listens to the show you very well can do it and you'll remain anonymous (laughs) so um we have a few this we're gonna start off with the strong one (laughs) which is how to find out what sexuality you are oh Shit. <laughs> I got this question. I know the person that sent me this question. Um, just know that I love you. You're so loved and you're so beautiful just as a person. Um, I don't know. You didn't really explain. So I think that we've we've got a lot of vocabulary that's been new, newly introduced to us the past maybe two years surrounding my LGBTQIA plus friends. Um, wow, you really nailed that. Thank you. Because <laughs> I say it so many times in this segment of the show that I am... Um, that it's no longer a tongue twister. Also, if you if you ever like want to laugh, um, but you kind of have a dark sense of humor, ask one of your older relatives to name <laughs> or to say it, to say LGBTQIA plus, to and they'll forget a bunch of letters or and or ask them what they all are. LGBTQ+. and they'll be like they'll be like Lebanon, <laughs> based in Turkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's it's really entertaining, um, <laughs> but yeah. So so sh- this person is asking how to find out what sexuality you are. I don't know if you mean what you like or what you are, <laughs> because no, from I your think, I think I think that this person is is asking like what you like, like. Yeah, like well, from the email, it also said that they don't. They're also exploring internally who they are so i was thinking that i was thinking exploring who you are well but but the beginning of it was what they like so i'm gonna answer both (laughs) and i'm gonna both probably answer them both kind of the same i think that you don't really need to put a label on it which sounds really stupid but i think that's the ticket. We're really, we're really sitting here being like, you need to tell because you're not making it easier for yourself. You're making it easier for other people. <laughs> you know, like and, and screw them. Yeah, I think <laughs> that you, you just need to be like, you know what? I'm just gonna just take it as I go. If I meet someone and I like them and I want to have a relationship with them or a sexual relationship with them, um, then that's whatever. I don't think you need to define like, oh, I like girls i like guys i like the theys and the gays i like like i think that you just need to be like i would like to date this person or i would like to have sex with this person and then you find out oh you know wherever they are on the spectrum yeah like oh great that's cool yeah i guess i i like that yeah it doesn't have to be that's why and i don't think so many gender fluid and 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 other yeah everything is is everything is fluid yeah so like (laughs) thank you (laughs) so but the point is, is that you can you know it's like an ebb and flow. You just, you just, you just go where it takes you. Yeah. And if you end up somewhere, that's fine. And you know, 
And I don't think that you need to necessarily... I think that this is very trial and error. Because at the end of the day, you're also picking... I don't feel like you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that you need to, like... I'm not telling you to go out there and, like, start dating and sleeping with people. It's like, yeah, it's... checklist. I slept with men. Oh. Well, yeah. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Especially not now, because there's a pandemic. And also, if you're in college, there's, like, a bunch of gonorrhea outbreaks happening. So maybe wait <laughs> a little Classic. bit. Classic. Um, Classic. But I think that um, you, you can literally just be like, I like this characteristics this characteristic i like these characteristics in a person if you like someone that's funny and has a job like the bare minimum um then i think that you you should focus in on those traits instead of maybe like you know the person and at the end of the day you don't need to 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 nail down what you are and what you like you can just be like i'm existing i'm gonna wear whatever i want to wear and identify with whatever masculine or feminine or neither will do do what you do and do who you do (laughs) because it doesn't matter because it's the only reason why i think that we are still defining our sexuality is to make it easier on other people it's never like Oh, I need to define it because I need to know what I like. I know what I like, but like you're only you're only stressing about this because other people are going to come up to you be like, "What do you like?" And then you're going to be like, "That's that's everything with." And it's not to uh, it's not to diminish like LGBTQIA plus or anything, but that all I feel like started in a way to like not only like to, to push for like equality, but also as a need and like a necessity to like uh, present themselves for the rest of society because we're not we are not like a sexually progressive society or even sexually open so for them for 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 these people it's like you know how do i combat all these questions all this stuff i guess i just have to start so that's how we have 20 letters in the name now is because now we have to name it because if you just say I you know I, like I what sometimes I like, or like what I like, sometimes yeah. like this or whatever it's like well I don't understand that well yeah. now okay fine, well and a, name and a really and easy fine. way to kind of intentionally combat that if you don't know or if you don't want to nail it down or whatever is just to be like I like people with this characteristics you know yeah. like if people are like what do you like to be like I like brunettes and walk away <laughs> like I don't think that you need to be like oh well I'm actually I identify as this and I like people that identify as this because right. I feel like in and by the time we have kids it won't really matter as much okay. um but I also think that we're we're doing a lot of work to um like to break whatever gender norms are happening and a lot of people have been talking about it with Harry Styles Harry Styles didn't start that it started with like Prince and David Bowie and and Freddie Murray and all of those people um they did it first and Billy Porter's also been doing it for years if you didn't his New Year's outfit yesterday was <laughs> incredible so he's been great they were amazing and they all looked warm and bitch slaps and he on the stage with his oh yeah 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 she sang and then he started singing and I was like that's what it's supposed to sound like. And it was her song. <laughs> like, uh, but, but yeah, so I think, I think we're already starting because I think that, you know, not even 15, 20 years ago, we had this, like, men are supposed to do this and women are supposed to do this. And now, with, you know, men running around in skirts and dresses, which keep doing that. I love it. I love to see it. It looks great. You guys have great legs. Do it. Um, 
and with women being like, well, I'm going to do these things that are inherently masculine for no other reason than to just do them because I like it. Um, because we're finally breaking out of that pattern of doing masculine things to get guys to like us. And I think a lot of girls were like, no, I just like doing this because I like it. So now that we're starting to do this, um, I think that eventually it's just going to be like, we're just going to find people that we are attracted to and we don't have to define it. We're just going to be like, I'm married to whoever. And then within your own relationship, you can be like, I'm going to call you my wife or I'm going to call you whatever. And like, I just think eventually, hopefully, god willing please <laughs> we'll end up but but yeah i don't i don't think you need to be in a rush to start naming yourself because then also if you if you self-identify something or if you say that you like something and then it turns out that you don't or if that that was a one-time thing or that you don't really feel that way um i think that pe- people that aren't so accepting are going to be really annoying to you about that oh. i thought i think that if you're like uh i'm a lesbian and then you come back and you're like i'm actually in bi they're gonna be like well i thought that yeah, and, like, oh, you just don't know what you want yeah at the end of the day look as soon as you throw a name on it you're kind of painting yourself in a corner into yeah. like oh this is what i like this is what i have to like or this yeah. is what i should like whatever it's like not man don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Whoever you are, don't do that to yourself. Especially since there is such a why, and we all are tired of hearing like, it's such a big spectrum, but there is. Because I know girls that are straight, but that'll make out with girls when they're drunk, and that's not being straight. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> it's not, you're not a lesbian at that point, but right. you're definitely not. <laughs> like, I only <laughs> like men. <laughs> right. So, right. like. Or you're like, oh, I identify as, as a straight, like, heterosexual, like, cisgender person. Um, and then you're uncomfortable saying that, you know, this person of my same gender looks attractive or whatever because yeah. you've you've been like oh but i'm straight i can't oh yeah no yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, i think that we yeah why? we really censor ourselves <laughs> a lot why, with that why, too why are we doing that yeah because i know a lot it's of girls so i think girls are very open to be like that girl's really hot i do it all the time i know yeah. when i'm with my other girlfriends i think we're very prone to just being like other, other women are pretty i don't know <laughs> how to stress that enough but women are ethereal and i think that we should all appreciate that but i think with guys it, i've heard less men just being like that dude's really attractive <laughs> he's yeah. got, got a great jawline on that person because women get very specific we're like we really like that she has hazel flux in her eyes <laughs> right. Right. that are cupid's bows really yeah, like that's, that's I mean, that's that stems from a whole lot of other yeah. That's right. Societal pressures, but but I think at the end of the day, yeah, if we were just uh, less dependent on a name or a definition of telling us who we are, and more reliant on just how we felt who we are, we would be happier as a society. And I think that a lot of the times, also, we end up being like. Well, if I'm a lesbian, then I have to do lesbian things. I, if I'm a lesbian, I immediately yeah. have to buy Doc Martens and wear a Carhartt beanie and drive a Subaru and have some job that's in a STEM field. Um, like, I just think that we 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 automatically start like stereotyping instead of just being like, I like girls and I also like to run around and wear glittery eyeshadow and fuck like do, you know like I just think that you you're also putting yourself in that in that space of of falling into whatever stereotype or, or we're heterosexual couples so we have to be morbidly uncomfortable with a lot of things and we never have any fun and our marriage is gonna fall apart like we just like uh, of course the heterosexual stereotype is a lot worse <laughs> than everyone else's but I don't know don't don't back yourself into a wall i think that you should yeah, just you're, you you live your best life you're not defined by a word yeah if but but of words yeah you're defined by how you feel and and, and who you really are well you don't need yeah some fancy 
blank sexual term to tell right. you who you to are. be like this is this is the part but uh but also um if you are I'm not sure into that Right. No, if you wanted to, if you want to define yourself, then please go ahead. But, um, but I think it's it's easier with like pronouns and stuff than it is with your sexuality. Because if you if you don't know either, then you just you you have they them pronouns. That's easy. I think that we should all just start doing that because (laughs) we do it anyway when we're talking in in other tenses. But whatever. Um, but yeah, I think you'll be fine if you don't have you know all these labels on yourself you'll be all right and it doesn't yeah. matter nobody the only person that needs to know what you like and who you like is you <laughs> and as long as they're not like a criminal um or if they are a criminal it's for something that's good like robin hood and it and stuff like that um, oh, i thought you were saying robbing the hood <laughs> robin, hood. robin hood. <laughs> um no if if as long as they're not a ter- terrible person then i'm happy for you yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, this one is significantly less dramatic. Yeah, this one says tips for starting a new hobby. Just do it. Oh, tips for starting a new hobby. Just do it. Okay. All right, Nike. Okay, look. Jesus Christ. Starting a new hobby. <laughs> okay, Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> look, starting starting a new hobby. I don't care what people say. That shit's hard. It is okay? no, it's very difficult. But I Starting think you need to jump into routine it. or anything is hard. Exactly. The first, the the hardest part is just starting yeah that's what I meant by just do it. I don't yeah. mean I understand that it's and a lot a lot of the time hobbies are expensive. We are both music people. <laughs> the amount of money. <laughs> granted, we've both done it for things that that we have gotten paid for. So at this point, it it can it can be a job, but. Yeah. being interested in music being i've been a dancer for a very long time the amount of money that i've spent on those things is is in the thousands it's a lot it's a lot of money <laughs> um and you know if you if you like traveling as a hobby that's expensive if you like if you want to you know start cooking that's that can be expensive too so i think like you know make sure that you can <laughs> afford it at the bare, bare, the minimum level first but um also figure out if you're interested before you get too deep too because if i would have discovered that i hated dancing after i bought eight pairs of ballet flats then i would yeah. be really pissed well that's why they start you off on a you know 80 dollar guitar <laughs> yeah lessons at your local music store you right but but you do the and take advantage of those those free or cheap opportunities because the good thing about starting a hobby now you know back in the olden days <laughs> if you wanted to start needlepoint you like had to know that you one had a knack for it, and two you could do it and three that you could afford it the good thing about now is that you can google it <laughs> and watch yeah. youtube videos and if you can't go to your local music store then you can learn how to play guitar through youtube it's not going to be as great as having a one-on-one lesson but you're definitely yeah. going to Take, take private lessons. Stop. <laughs> but you're definitely gonna like call me. I teach private lessons. Yeah. Well, if, yeah. So if you're in the Baltimore area, <laughs> um, and you, I do, and I do Skype and FaceTime and WebEx. Not WebEx. What's the other one called? Jesus Christ. Zoom. Wow. Well, I go to I go to Zoom. Wow. I go to Zoom University, and I can't remember the name. Yeah. But um, I think I think I think if you don't mind me taking the reins here, you think I think oh, that I think. I think that both of our points are this. If you really want to do something, you're really interested in something, do your research. It's all out there. It's available to you in the internet, like like Nia said. You can find it. You can learn how to do it. You can find out how much it'll cost you. You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. If, if people can teach you in your area, whatever. But then also, like, 
if you're that interested and you're like, wow, I've really been considering doing this, or you like keep coming back to it, you know, you have that idea like, oh, I should start this. And then, you know, weeks or month goes by, then like, oh, I should start this. And then time goes by and you keep coming back to it. Take that first step. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? That means that you definitely have. Take the first step. And I think with things, I mean, we're talking primarily from music standpoint or a creative standpoint, I guess. Um, I think with that, it can be really scary because a lot of that is like you, you know, like if you're kind of a bad cook, you can always like there. <laughs> the progression of getting better is so much shorter than if you're doing anything artistic. Um, but like but also, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder when it comes to art things, too. So it's fine. But <laughs> But yeah, I just say like like if you find that you're really enthusiastic about this thing or it really inspires you, like just do it. If you if you're just like you just need something to do, I would recommend doing all the free things or the things that don't you know. If like if you're just literally trying to find a new hobby, yeah. do all the things that are like free or super cheap first. Uh, yeah, um, or just or do the minimum. Like I said, that like I said, the with research the, with for the guitars. The... Like you start with the lowest one crappy amp and then you go there and if you really start liking it then you build up yeah. just like if you're gonna start knitting don't go and buy all of joanne's all, yeah. <laughs> like get one, one thing put stock and you, and in the joanne's. minimum that you need and see if you really enjoy it and if you do then start building just yeah. like when people want to do like bartending at home they oh, buy yeah. every liquor that you need it's like don't do that yeah build small start with basic liquors and then you add more and more and, more, yeah. and then you have now you have your and you don't because i know a lot of people that with that they always want to get the most expensive thing first so that, that they can you know but here's the thing if you're not good at it it's still gonna sound bad i could buy three hundred dollar that's pretty average i can buy six hundred dollar point shoes but if i've never been on point before yeah. they're gonna it's you're you're one wasting the beautiful thing that you've bought and two it's gonna still be bad <laughs> yeah. like i could put on those shoes and i'm still gonna suck at dancing yeah and Nia can pick up any one of my guitars and, and i would still be bad great, yeah so, so <laughs> i just think like you you need to to start start crappy and work your way up you know buy all the stuff before um doing anything but but yeah if you but like tanner said if you need lessons hit us up for things we're doing zoom cooking nights starting soon yeah, cooking nights. oh my god if you You're guys tutoring and you do other things yeah and i teach private lessons so yeah so if you ever if you want to so do that quarantine coronavirus discount yes <laughs> if you ever want to hop into a zoom cooking lesson just just send us a dm well we would love to teach you well i would tanner would chop i things. just chop yeah yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but but yeah no there's definitely and also do things with your friends that's another thing if you want to start a hobby but you're like a little bit terrified or like you need yeah, you get know, someone else to jump get in. someone else to do especially if it's something that you're both like not gonna be good at at first like i can't knit for crap so if yeah. i wanted to knit i'd be like hey it's like i want to do pottery i would just take you yeah pottery. we would yeah we're gonna go to a pottery place together if we both suck at it then it's fine if one of us is better at than the other we both have a I good really time like it yeah we can go yeah. more we can get a little wheel we can start doing pottery. Ugh, we're gonna get a pottery wheel in the middle <laughs> of our house but but yeah so so i just think you know grab a buddy if you're gonna do it uh, and and it'll be a fun thing for you guys obviously be like safe about it now <laughs> sorry if you can hear the cat again what do you have to say yeah okay so she just echoed what i had to say <laughs> um please don't step on this keyboard <laughs> but yeah that's what we have to say about that all right next question um this one is this girl whose boyfriend's mom hates her right so this is a friend of mine uh, not really a, a new friend of mine who followed me because of the podcast and now and she dams me like every week <laughs> with, with something um thank you 
<laughs> I was talking to your to your friend. Good for you for for being a, a regular loyal, participant, a loyal listener. Thank you sure, loyal to listener. our rant. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, so she has been dating this guy for like three years, like a while, like a minute. <laughs> Um, and she says that um, her boyfriend is like rearing up to propose, like he's told her. Um, nice. And right, that's great. I love that that you guys haven't been torn apart by this pandemic <laughs> and everything else that's going on in the world. Um, love that for you. But I, um, she was telling me that her <laughs> mother-in-law to be despises her, absolutely hates her, and like for 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 no reason. <laughs> For a reason, okay, there are, there is not there's, reason. there's never, yeah. Um, but she, she was just basically asking like how she should go about that and if it was worth it to, to kind of go into this because you're getting married. Like if you haven't sorted out anything with your mother-in-law, it's really not your mother-in-law, but your boyfriend's mom, it's really time to start being like, Almost your mother-in-law. yeah, you yeah, she will be your mother-in-law That's if he mother-in-law, goes through. Right. Yeah. Um, I think you really need to like before that happens or like right after that happens, you need to like set some some ground rules and stuff. Stop smelling things. I wish you guys could see. I'm gonna start filming these episodes because the stuff that Tanner do. does. Put them on YouTube. Yeah, we'll start. Um, the stuff that Tanner does like behind the scenes is just <laughs> you guys would be so weirded out. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Okay, well. <laughs> That's what we want them to believe. Anyway, so. <laughs> sounds like you're like snoring coke on, on Ella's back. <laughs> That'd be a terrible transportation device. Yeah, because she's she has hair. Off her. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> off topic. Um, but she, so she's saying that her mother-in-law hates her. She always finds reasons to not like her. The other day she was wearing like a sweater that she didn't like. And she was like, you should break up with her because she doesn't know how to dress herself. Like stuff like that. Oh, um, wow. But she sounds like an awful person. If I could punch someone in the face today, she would be my person of choice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So she was just asking how she should go about that. I think that you should honestly, you need to, you need to figure out your course of action before any like wedding planning starts. Because I would hate for you to be in the situation where you're planning your wedding and you want everything and your mother-in-law is like well no (laughs) um because then if you if i were you i just wouldn't invite her and that would probably have a a more recoil effect (laughs) yeah my my what i would do in this situation and correct me or not correct me but tell me if you do something different but personally i would confront this person and oh yeah confront the the mother-in-law future mother-in-law and be like hey look i really feel like you don't like me at all well she said that she has said straight she's straight up and like okay because they confront her and be like look what like what what is the problem that you have with me is it something that i said at one point apparently before they started dating yeah there's there's oh there is backstory. backstory. Oh, yes. Well, this so, Hold on, <laughs> Yeah, all the listeners that aren't this girl are like, can we please have a direction of where we're going right now? So this new friend of the show, um, the, the guy that she is currently dating, like I said, they've been dating for three years. So they've been dating for like a minute, you know, and they're they're uh, in there. She just turned 21. Um, so, there, yeah, yeah, so you're cool. Um, you're doing it. Um but she said (laughs) 
that he was dating someone else beforehand when he was like 17 (laughs) um that his mom really loved um because she was pretty quiet and didn't have a lot of opinions and didn't really push him to do anything because but yeah right (laughs) just lazy (laughs) yeah just no because she she kept him in this space of kind of like being insecure and since she's been dating our friend of the show he got a new job he's been promoted he started like wearing Uh, real clothes every day yeah he started like eating super healthy like all this other stuff so she's really like prepping him to be a man (laughs) basically um and his her the mother-in-law i'm just gonna call her your mother-in-law but the mother-in-law doesn't like that about him because i personally think that the mother-in-law is trying to keep him as a child as her little baby boy that can't go anywhere because once he really commits to this woman the chances are he's not going to be like visiting all the time and like needing her to cook for him and all that other stuff um which is a phenomenon that we see a lot with that like weird codependency thing that a lot of moms and sons have so um i just think i think that you should be like look i've made your son his life change for the better because the promotion is like a big promotion it's like we're talking thousands of dollars here um a year (laughs) like (laughs) double his original salary that he's making um he lost like 40 pounds because of her um so that he wanted to lose not just like (laughs) because he starved him and changed um but yeah so Sorry, we're watching. You know how Netflix does, um, <laughs> like the the screens of of shows that are in your suggested pop up, like when it's n- not on. That's yeah. the, so we just got like a bunch of flashes for TV shows that we aren't gonna watch. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think that you you need to just be like you're being the worst <laughs> right now. Yeah. You're being the worst, and I love your son, and he's gonna marry me, and you're. We're about to distance ourselves from you ridiculously. Uh, yeah. If I, you don't, because he's. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with that. I think you should be like, I love, like, like really, really honing in there that you love her son. You're like, I love your son. Like, I want to be with him. If this is what he does, like, I'm excited for that, and like, I want his family to be on board, and I want you know to have this like combination of families but if you're gonna continue to be this way then like you're not gonna be a part of it right i think really setting that to be like this is on you right and and i think with that you can also be like that includes because for me if i was in your situation i wouldn't want to bring grandkids into that because once you have kids his mom is also going to probably want to control them. And so at that point i would be like you're not coming for my husband my child me Every day. Because how exhausting... It's exhausting now, and you guys live together, but you live far from her, and, you know, she, you're not in a position where you have really that much authority because you're not his mom and you're not his wife. But how exhausting is it going to be when you're actually married to him and she's over your house whatever day and she just starts going in on the way that you live your life and your outfit and your hair looks kids, stupid yeah. and your kids aren't going to the right school and you should really, you know, be doing this with your job and I don't understand why you're not pregnant yet and all of a sudden, like, you're going to have to deal with that uh, all the time. <laughs> Um, I mean, let alone the stress you're going to be under right. during this whole wedding planning process. Oh my god, that's, yeah. The last thing you need is this wretch. Yeah. Weddings are expensive, <laughs> they're exhausting, they suck, and... and hopefully it only happens once. Right, and ho- yeah, right. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you are marrying, like, hopefully the love of your life and the only one. Um, but it's just, if if she thinks that she's going to have any opinion on that, even if she's not going to change anything, if she's still going to sit there and be like, this is awful, I don't want this. If you want roses and she wants peonies, and which you should go with peonies. <laughs> That's the options that you're choosing to make. Um, <laughs> um, but... Like, if, you know, if, if that's the situation that's happening, um, then you're also going to hate that because then you're going to be put in the situation of, like, do I want to piss her off or do I want to have nah, nobody being stressed? Like, and, and you don't need that for yourself. <laughs> so I definitely think that you just need to have, like, an upfront, why do you hate me? Also, if you continue to act this way because you're not doing anything wrong. It's not like you guys are in a sparring yeah. match. Yeah, it, I mean, it could be resolved in effect of, like, why do you feel this way? And she's like, this and this. And it's like, look cool, you really love this last girl or whatever, or whatever your problem is, but, like, I love your son. I think he's doing great things. If you acknowledge that, then, like, also acknowledge that I've been a part of that. Well, and, and I maybe also that think, could, you know. give her the harsh reality of, like, your son was kind of a dip before he met me. <laughs> Like yeah. really, if if you're if you're you're sitting here telling me that he got a job promotion, he started like wearing nice clothes and 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 he eats really healthy and he lost forty pounds and all this other stuff. He's genuinely he, the quality of his life is happier. Um, you need to be like, so do you want your son to revert back to being a man child or what? Because that's all because of you. <laughs> like I just think that you need to you need to give her the harsh reality of things. But but yeah, that's what I have to say. Keep us updated. I'm really interested. <laughs> in your case.